Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to USA Global TV and Radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, the president, founder, and chief listening officer here at our network, where we currently have over 25 live weekly broadcasts. Our show today is the business talk show, and our topic is emotional well-being in the workplace. Joining me for this is the man who's been with me since the very beginning. He's a dear friend, partner, coach, mentor, the voice of USA Global TV and radio. He is also going to be co-hosting with me for our first anniversary celebration on January 15th. It's sold out, folks. So let's welcome businessman, entrepreneur, Mr. Al Sini. Welcome to the show. Well, uh, thank you, Dr. Jacqueline. And and January 15th is sold out. Sold out, yes. Wow, that's great. That's great. That's always fun. Uh, how many? It's four hours. It's four hours. And I have to say, we did three events last year like this. It wasn't an anniversary, but it was a reunion event. And everyone is always sold out. So it's, they're, they're a lot of fun. And um, I'm hoping... People will make time on the 15th of January to tune in. It'll be fun for us. I know. It's. I think it's fun for the audience, too. Absolutely. And you and I are going to be sporting. Uh, you're going to be with your tux, oh, your bow ties, man. my yes. gowns. Gonna, it's a special event. It has to be uh, treated with the respect it deserves. <laughs> Well, Al, I have to say, as always, that I really respect you and thank you again for taking this journey with me. And sure. and you and I have some news. We're not going to announce it now, but we are actually going to be doing some other things starting next year with some of our dear friends in different parts of the world. It's going to be exciting. I am. I am looking. I'm really looking forward to that. I think that uh, news is mostly spin these days and pretty much it's public relations for satisfying somebody else's agenda. I think we're going to take a look at it from the point of view of the people who actually live in the world, not just the ones who are trying to sell things in the world. And uh, that, I think, will be a lot of fun. Absolutely. So stay tuned for that announcement. And Al, we've got a great guest backstage. She's been on a couple of our other shows. I love when guests come back and see us. That must mean we're doing something right. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> before we bring her out, you have a nice alignment with the subject. Uh, for today based on your background. And you also have created something along with your partners, ProFit. Uh, I'd love to hear more about this. Sure. Well, thank you, Dr. Jacqueline. We, uh, uh, people who've been watching our program for a while know that I've been involved with a technology called the Brand and Culture Alignment Toolkit. And uh, ProFit is uh, uh, everything that the Brand and Culture Alignment Toolkit was, plus more in much less time. In fact, it's a four-hour workshop. So uh, if you ever read the book Drive by Daniel Pink, then you'll remember that the three goals, the three parts of making a workplace work, three aspects are uh, autonomy. People have to feel like they're working in freedom. Mastery, people have to feel like they're getting better and better every day and that they're being supported in that. 
And finally, purpose, meaning. People need to feel like they have meaning in their lives. I'm, one of the reasons why I'm so excited about our guest today, Dr. Jacqueline, is talking about what makes people happy in the workplace uh, usually isn't what most people think. It's not just about compensation. It's not about bonuses. It's not about paintball. It's about more. And what we try to deliver in ProFit is a level setting experience for a team of 10 or 15 or 20 people to uh, get them all on the same page with each other in a very quick, very short, very accelerated period of time. And uh, so I'm easy to reach. My contact information is up on the screen. Our number for ProFit is 212-480-3730. And Thank you, Dr. Jacqueline, for the chance to say all that. You are welcome, Al. And you can also find Al on RVN Television, where he hosts his own shows. What are you doing over there, Al? Well, over there, I've got a, a, a program called Morning Coffee, which is currently on Fridays. We're thinking about moving it to another day, but it's Fridays. Uh, and that's kind of like a general talk show and a lot of fun. I mean, it's very freewheeling and there's no script. And that, for me, is like a playground. So that's enjoyable. And uh, we also, uh, I, with Lisa and Mark Iorio, Lisa Manioki and Mark Iorio, who've been on the program several times, we co-host and co-produce a program called The Advocates, which celebrates good people doing good things. And uh, that has turned out to be a great deal of fun and very rewarding, too. So all of that is on rvntelevision.com. And I have a special place in my heart for RVN Television. That's where I met you. And that's where I met Lisa. That's where I met Mark. Some really yeah. good people over there. So Yeah, great place to really. meet good people. So for sure. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. So we're going to welcome our guest. And she is an author. She's a consultant. And she's an emotional well-being expert. And by the way, she has one of the most beautiful books that I've ever seen. <laughs> Let's welcome Ooh. Anne Scotland to the program. Hi Hello. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Jacqueline. Hi, Al. Hi. So good to good. see you. Good to good. see you. Happy holidays. Yes. Happy oh, holidays. Yeah, you know, I, I'd like to start this out because... Well-being in general, the whole idea of being emotionally centered, that whole, I represent the part of the community that believes that you have to work hard and suffer. And it's called work for a reason. Okay. And and I, I you hear this all the time. And so, so people are saying things like, I don't understand why I need to do more for my people to just pay them. And uh, every now and then I throw a party for them or, or, or may I take them out to dinner. Why isn't that enough? Tell me what, as a as a business leader out there who thinks that's enough, what is it that they're missing? They're missing the the soul of the individual. And by that, I don't mean in a religious way. I mean, what, you know, this is why we don't have workhouses and we don't have, you know, factories where children are working in this country anymore. And it's just like work, work, crack the whip. <laughs> this mm -hmm. is, it's a new world. And especially now, and especially after the last few years. People really, really care more than ever about how they feel and about their relationships at home and about their health and about, do they enjoy their work? Look at the great resignation we just went through. You know, there's a reason for that, obviously, and I'm sure you've talked about that a lot on this show as well. And a lot of that goes back to, am I satisfied as an individual doing what I'm doing? And everyone always thought, the big boys always thought, well, as long as they're making enough in the paycheck, they'll keep doing it. And that's true for some because, you know, that's what they're addicted to, the paycheck, which is great. Who isn't want the paycheck? But it's changing. And now it's like, you know, I like that paycheck, but I've always wanted to move out in the mountains and live closer to nature and work from home. And if I make 70% what I was making at this company, that's fine. 
So now we have a whole new issue that we have to address, which is people actually being more interested in their emotional, physical wellness than they were in the past when we just kind of did the hamster wheel. That's, I, I think it's a great mission to be on. And uh, yeah, I know Dr. Jacqueline's a guy. Dr. Jacqueline's in the same line of work you are and <laughs> approaches it from a different angle. But the goal is to help people feel fulfilled and enriched and to make them feel as though they're living a full and complete life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not like they're uh, splitting their time between one thing and another thing. But they, it's all one thing. Life is one experience. And yes. That's why it's such a great thing, uh, you know, being able to talk to you. But before we go into the depth of all that, who are your customers? Who are you trying to, of the people that are watching? Is it business owners that you do work with or individuals or? Yeah. So in the past, I've worked a lot with corporate, with companies um, doing consulting, doing training. I'm on some boards and I love that. But over the last few years, I've really grown to thrive in working with entrepreneurs, authors, coaches, speakers, I've been an entrepreneur since I was about 10 years old. (laughs) So it's a passion of mine. And I love really empowering people who want to do that. Now, obviously, a lot of the same tools, especially around emotional wellness, apply whether you're in a company that's a slightly different conversation or whether you work on your own. So most of my clients are one on one and small groups. I do a lot of workshops. I do a lot of retreats. And um, I think creating community for those people who have left corporate. Um, and I can give an example of my brother who will not mind if I say this, he really missed the office and he still only gets to go back in part time because that was his entire social life. He has three kids, he's married and he's like, this was my space and being at home just was not cool. And I, you know, how do I rebuild, you know, half, half the people don't come in anymore. How do I rebuild community and motivation and accountability even within or outside corporate. So this is these are the kind of people I love to work with, people who like to grow, people who like to really see change. You talked about liking to work hard, people who are motivated and like to see results. Those are the people I love working with. Dr. Jacqueline, you have absolutely nothing in common with them, do you? <laughs> well, thanks for sharing the story about your brother because I think that people do get those feelings. The first thing that comes to mind is the paycheck. I left corporate. And I love what I do. I, I love my job. Everybody out there I used to work with, hi. Uh, but it's not the same thing as when you have your own business. And, and it's that joy that comes from within when you're able to create and you're able to mm-hmm. make the decisions. I do miss the paycheck. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point about the socialization, I feel like there are still ways that we can get what we need just in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it is. And I think that's part of, you know, this whole virtual revolution that we've gone through and we're still growing into, um, you know, finding and it's different for every person. I want to say that because that's definitely a principle that I work from. Every single person is different. So when I do work in a company in a corporate environment, I have a two prong program. So I work with the leadership and then I also work with the employees and we, you know, create an integrated system where they're complementing each other. So it's not like the employees are like, well, you should do this, but they can't because their hands are tied or, you know, leaderships. Well, why should I fork out money for this? Or why should I help support this? You know, creating an integrated, but everyone is different. So whether I'm working individually with employees in a company or whether I'm working with entrepreneurs, 
everyone is different. My brother missed the company. That was for him. I have a lot of people who are so thrilled to be working from home and they hope that never changes. And then I have a client who um, left tech and went into creative artistic world over COVID. And now he's literally thinking of going back into tech, which he's good at and he loves, maybe not his first love, because he really misses the culture. He misses corporate culture. He, you know, he's young, he's 30. He's, he wants to kind of enjoy the competitiveness and people working on projects together. And that's a feeling he hasn't really experienced in the virtual world. So I think there's a lot of variables. We're, uh, we're looking at a copy of your book, the beautiful book that Dr. Jacqueline made reference to at the top of the show, Live for Joy. Yes, Live for Joy. So this is yeah. my emotional wellness book for everyone. <laughs> it's really a social, um, I really wanted to write a personal empowerment book. It's, it's gorgeous, by the way. It's full color throughout. It's 280 pages. I wanted to write a personal empowerment book for the busy person. Hmm. Um, someone who doesn't have time to sit down and read a whole chapter of, you know, a personal empowerment book in the morning, or maybe even listen to a whole chapter in the car, but they just want to get like a little nugget to chew on all day. So the book isn't just about joy. It's 12 chapters about all different areas of our life and how by bringing life into those areas, we find ways to bring joy to ourselves and others. So like one chapter in there, of course, is, called, is about joy specifically. Uh, another chapter that I love that people are always like, oh, wait, what is, uh, is chapter three? And it's called um, Be a Benevolent World Citizen. It doesn't mean just giving money. It means when you're participating in your world, personally, virtually, whatever that means, when you are supporting and helping others, when you are working towards a sense of community and looking for those things that pull us together instead of those things that rip us apart, this is you bringing more joy to yourself and bringing more joy to the world. Um, another favorite chapter is the last chapter, which is called Learn to Love the Endings. Because it's so often the end of a job, the end of perfect health, the end of a relationship, and we kind of fall apart instead of seeing the beauty in growing, in learning and discovering, in new beginnings. And I think that's something that a conversation that often gets left unsaid. So most people who have written to me, they either have this on like their desk or their bedside table or their coffee table. And uh, it's a great conversation starter for a positive conversation too, by the way. <laughs> And it definitely, definitely makes you feel good. You feel good mm -hmm. about it. So a question I have, I'm going to take down this banner for a moment. You have next to your name, the meta mindset. Yes. What is this? So this is a new program that I've just been launching. Um, in fact, we have, I have my first workshop next week on the 14th. It's a free workshop. The meta mindset is especially for the self-employed or small business owner, for the entrepreneur, again, the author, speaker, coach, the person who has been working really hard, like many of us in this virtual room, <laughs> to build our businesses and make more money if we're no longer in corporate. And the meta mindset, you know, meta is about, if you look up, you know, the Latin meaning, right? It's about going beyond. It's about going a level higher. It's like, it's up leveling specifically in how we think. And so that, in that way, it affects how we perform. So, you know, I'm all about hard work. I'm the descendant of Massachusetts Puritans. <laughs> we know, and they were Scottish too. So we had like penny pinching, hardworking. I grew up with that. I get that. Um, but there's also this idea that we've had so long, which is that push, 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 which really doesn't, as you both will relate, support emotional wellness. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Now, without getting all spiritual and otherworldly, what if we get to know our higher mind or whatever you want to call that more? Mm-hmm. Your inner genius is the word that I like. I used to have my podcast used to be called the inner genius. What if we learn to become more instinctual and learn to build more joy into our life and habits so that work becomes more of a flow, more exciting, more motivating instead of just trying to pound a square peg into a round hole? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I have a question for both of you when it comes to joy. We've all known people like this, maybe could have even been us, but there's certain people who feel that being joyful, being happy is a bad thing because then something bad will happen to them. So they have to complain about something. They have to find the doom and gloom. Do you know people like this? <laughs> Al? <laughs> I try not to hang out with them much, but yeah, I do know people like that. And, uh, you know, I mean, there are an awful lot of people, I think, in the world who define themselves by the misery they experience every day. And so when you, I mean, when you ask somebody, how are you? There are two ways you can go with that answer. I mean, one way is to go the I'm fine. And there I know people who are missing limbs who say I'm fine. I know people that are having real problems in their lives who say I'm fine. And I also know a lot of people who are having no problems or difficulties at all. And they're really in the catbird seat and don't really appreciate it. And they just they answer, oh, you know, how it is hanging in. I'm hanging in. So it's not so much what you're telling other people that hurts you. It's what you're telling yourself when you say that, that hurts you. And that's why I think what Ann does and what you do, Dr. Jacqueline, are so important to people. You've got to find a way. A lot of it is just verbally. How do you talk your way out of this spiral that you're in? Stop bragging about the fact that you're suffering and instead find a way to celebrate the fact that you're alive. Yes, that's huge. That's huge. (laughs) And that is so much a part of the meta mindset. It's, it's, you know, we have a whole, I have a whole section that's just about mm-hmm. negative and positive thinking, but, but trying to, trying to take it to a new, a new frame of conversation, a new global conversation, mm-hmm. reframing. I'm not, you have to revolutionize your life and you have to eat only spinach for the next two years, or you have to sit cross-legged for 10 years, or you have like, no, what about adjusting the dial in little bit, little manageable points, little manageable pieces to help us hone in on what really makes us feel better, what makes us feel happier. You know, okay, let's let's use the gym as an example or working out, depending if you work out at home, right? So you can get up in the morning and be like, oh, I should work out. I should work out. Oh, I really should. Oh, I haven't worked out this whole week. Oh my gosh. Oh, I suck. Oh, da, 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 right? Like we all know what this is like. I've done it. We've all done it. You know, but then there's another way instead of using that negative motivation, which you all know, but Hmm. to move us into action, what about, and then there's positive motivation, right? There's manifesting, nothing against that, nothing against that, but it can get a little mm, too for some people. What about just reframing and saying, you know what, I'm going to do myself a kindness today. I don't feel like working out. I'm going to work out for 15 minutes because I'm going to think more clearly. I'm going to feel better all day. I'm going to be proud that I did something. And I'm doing this because I want to have an amazing business day, not because I want to beat myself up. What if I just do myself a kindness? Would you do yourself a kindness to someone you love for 15 minutes <laughs> to help them have an amazing day? So uh-huh. a little reframing. And some people might say, eh, but it's surprising how easy it can be. I, yeah. I, I think there's so much value in that. I do too. And I think once you start to embrace that in your life, all of these wonderful things start happening because your perspective change, your whole attitude changes, and then you start attracting new things into your life. Yes. 
I mean, I use that example of, you know, uh, I was a, I grew up in a very fit family and, you know, I struggled with my weight as a young adult and teenager. And I remember standing, you know, I used to just stand in front of the mirror and literally hate on myself Hmm. like for prolonged amounts of time so that I would eat less and work out more so that I would, you know, skip lunch so that I would work out for three hours, you know, very unhealthy. Um, literally though, in the way I grew up, which is a whole story in itself, negative motivation was the only motivation I really understood. Hmm. So it took a long time in my adult life to reframe that and realize what healthy and positive motivation, how incredibly more exciting that was. And that's, again, part of the meta mindset. Oh, I'm not going to just dread 2023. And how am I going to grow my business? And how am I going to make enough, enough money? And, 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 you know, everything costs more and interest rates are going up. And like, I haven't sold a new program in six months. Or can you lay that aside and find the parts of your life and your business that really get you excited when people naturally want to be around you, when they're naturally magnetized to you and your product? You know, mm. there's a different way. So that's what I'm exploring. And that's what's it's been a lot of fun. I can tell you that. It's great. And thanks so much for your transparency, talking about your weight. And we just had one of our shows, A Woman's Prerogative. There were five of us and we were all talking about how we hate the way we look. We love the way we look. We hate the way we're going to go on a diet. We're going to do yoga for five hours. It's like it gets insane. And yet we take this all throughout our life and it affects our business. It affects our relationships. And so I love what you just shared about the 15 minutes of kindness. And it could be anything. It could be meditation. It could be yoga. It could be reading, looking at your beautiful book. Hmm. Yes. No. It, again, those simple adjustments, because if it's too big, if it's too much, the overachievers, they like the big changes. But for the average person that we work with, the average human being out there who just wants to feel better, do better, do make more money in their business. It's those little changes, you know, working. And this is one of the, I think you put it up. It's up there is um, one of my um, gifts is my joy journal. So it's not actually the book that you'll have to pop online and get at Barnes and Noble or Amazon. But um, it's just a seven day joy journal. It's really simple. You don't have to write a lot. If you hate writing a lot, don't worry. Don't call it a journal. That's fine with me. <laughs> it's seven days of just creating awareness about joy in your life, about happiness and joy in your life. What is sucking it away? People are really surprised sometimes what that is, and they never really even identified it. And then what is really bringing you joy? You know, is commuting to the job you have now literally ruining your day because it's two hours each way? I know I have clients that have done that. And, and are you spending that, if you're an animal dog lover like I am, are you spending that 20, 30 minutes a day just playing with your dogs that makes me like blissfully happy? These are just these little things. So discovering the big and little things in your life that are bringing you joy and pulling it away. It's a simple question or two in the morning, a simple question or two at night. It's pretty. It's fully illustrated. It's digital. So you can either type in it or you can print it out if you like to luxuriate and do right in the long hand. Um, a lot of people and a lot of my clients have really amazing insights after just that one week. So if anyone wants to pop over and get that free gift, it's just my website and scotland.com and that's forward slash joy journal. That's a great idea. Thank you. Yeah. It's, so a question I have as a follow-up is why is it as human beings, we can't find joy in this moment? 
it's like, oh, I'm looking forward to this. It's happening three months from now. No, what about right now, this moment? And when we find the joy in each moment, that makes us appreciate it so much more. But I know people who are living for something that's coming up. You know, if, if I can just make it to this or I'm going to take out my good jewelry for that. I'm going to use the China for this. What about this moment? Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. I believe it's fear. I think we don't want to look ourselves straight in the mm -hmm. eye. We um, we feel insufficient in the present and we'd rather live in a space of, well, someday when, or when I do this, or when this event happens, or when I get the, you know, get to put on the fine jewelry and really feel in my best self. Is there anything wrong with that? No, I love planning ahead. I love planning trips. I love traveling. But what about in this moment? This is why I think so many people resist and the, there's many different kinds. So I'm not saying any one kind meditation, because again, you, it's who want, you know, people are scared to get quiet in their mind. And we have convinced ourselves that if we just get into this workaholic mode, again, I'm just for example, sort of like this, this Puritan workaholic mode, that nothing can go wrong and somehow we'll win all across the board. And yet many people aren't. So how do we help them learn to let go a little bit and, and be present and find again, once again, meditation or other tools that help them be present and allow them to sort of suspend that panic. Because I know clients that are workaholics and they literally have experience anxiety when they try to stop. So it's a real thing, but I think it's a reframe that can be done. Again, little adjusting on the dial. Little adjustments. I, I, yeah, I, I know an awful lot of people that won't use the good dishes. <laughs> really, they just won't use the good dishes. They'll, uh, and I mean, even even when they should be using the good dishes. It's one of those <laughs> things where if I use the good dishes and I break a dish, whatever right. will I do? Right. So let's just use the crappy dishes. And, yes. you know, and instead, I, I, there's some, I also know a lot of people who just sort of believe if I throw it out to the universe, I've had experience with this, by the way. Things I've thrown out to the universe have generally just under the force of gravity dropped wherever they landed. And then <laughs> I had to go walk over and pick them up and do something with them. Because the universe has never picked up anything I've given to it. <laughs> it just hasn't yet. <clears throat> what I love about your book and what I love about your approach, Anna, is it's kind of up to us to do something. It's not mm -hmm. just up to us to, it's not about snap out of it. No. It's, take action, those little adjustments that you talk about. Use the good dishes. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, ex express pride and celebration instead of misery and grief. And these are things people can learn to do. I wonder why it's so hard for so many people. Yeah. Like what you're saying about the good dishes just made me think because I think one of the, and we know this, but one of the highly underutilized gifts that we have in our possession to use is to celebrate. Mm -hmm. I mean, we spend, I'm just going to estimate, right? The average person is going to spend 95% more time beating themselves up or having negative thought patterns than celebrating their accomplishments. I mean, and I, I'm, I will say that this happens to me too, because I like to crank out the work and it's very easy for me. Like, okay, check, like a big accomplishment moving on. I better work on this now, as opposed to, well, you only get to live this life once. So let's have a little joy. Let's celebrate. Let's have some friends over tonight. Let's go out. Let's do something. Let's, let's acknowledge each other. You know, it's, it's sort of the whole idea of having a birthday but that can be, mm. I'm like not into birthdays, not anymore anyway. <laughs> that could be any day of the year, right? You're, it's like, oh, 
it's not like your birthday is such a special day, but it gives us an opportunity to celebrate or the holidays. It gives us an opportunity to be happy. Why do we think of this season as a season full of joy? Not mm. for everyone and not always, but because we make an effort. All right. So, Anne, I have a question for you. Hmm. So I'm just going to put it out there. I would say that I'm a workaholic and I would say that my workouts, I pushed myself to the point where if I were to leave this earth, let me go when I'm doing my workout, that would be fine. But I find joy in all of it. I love what I do. But mm -hmm. for example, I'm not taking any time off this mm -hmm. year. I, I never do. I, I, I work seven days a week. And I've had people on this this week and they're like, oh, I'm taking off for the next two weeks. I'm thinking, I don't know. I got to get up all that energy again <laughs> to get to that certain level. So I don't know. Is it okay to, to have the joy in the moment, but still be a workaholic? I think the answer is twofold. One, um, I'm not going to answer to the workaholic, but I'm saying having joy in the moment and being a busy person. Yes, that can absolutely be okay. But I usually appeal to the workaholics and say, I'm going to guess that you're a whole lot about efficiency. And when you rest your instruments, you are going to be more efficient. And if that means you have to literally leave the country and go to a tropical island or something to get away from it, maybe you're, you know, like your electronics don't even work, hmm. then maybe one week of the year you can do that. You have great people, great connections who can stand in for you, you know. So I think it's it's yes and yes, because you can, but then we know, and Al will, you know, from the corporate world and you too, Jacqueline, um, you know, burnout is a real thing, even for really motivated workaholics who like what they do. And it manifests itself in different ways. When I burn out, I get depressed because it's like my energy just falls out the bottom of my feet. And I don't know, all of a sudden, one day I just go, <laughs> I <get> melt. <laughs> and and then I've learned over the course of my career that it takes me several weeks to get back on my feet, sometimes months to feel like I'm in my full empowered self again. Whereas if I plan ahead and plan in that week of vacation or whatever to give myself an intentional break, um, I can pop back in a lot quicker. So it really depends on the person, but what's most important? <laughs> so I Makes think I, I, I think that whole idea of who, what is a workaholic? I mean, um, I, you've both written books. Often, the next chapter of your book is dictated to you by something you dream. So at <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, you wake up and you suddenly realize what chapter 4 has to be about or what chapter 5 needs to be rewritten to. And you get up then and you do it at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Have you been now, spying on us, Al? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that does, that does, in my mind, that doesn't make you a workaholic. That is a joyful experience. I mean, yes. You'll catch up on the sleep later. I mean, I know you're supposed to get eight hours, whatever the number is. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. Actually, I've learned this year, one of my great achievements in 2022 mm. was to realize that I needed less sleep. And I grew up with this very health-minded family and the eight-hour rule and the whole thing. And I know, you know, there's averages. But what I learned was I woke up groggy every morning my entire life. And so I was drinking unnaturally, you know, unneeded amounts of coffee. And it took me like two hours to really even get rolling. And this year I was challenged by several other peers of mine, you know, to get up earlier. And so I said, okay, well, what is the amount of sleep that, you know, if I just sleep, I'll wake up in eight hours, almost exactly. I'm like, so I played with it and realized that the perfect amount of sleep for me is about six hours and 45 minutes. Hmm. And so now when I go to bed, I set my hour for, you know, I set my time for about six hours and 45 minutes out. And when I wake up then, I actually, you know, you never want to get up, but 
if I pop right out of bed, I'm fine and I'm actually alert. If I were to go back to sleep for an hour or two, I wake up kind of in this fuzzy hungover space. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, you know, it's a lot about finding what works for you. And yes, to the, to, to, to what you're saying about writing at two and three in the morning. Yes, definitely guilty. Um, <laughs> but that's why, and I'll, you'll totally relate to this as well. You know, even in corporate, I always, you know, the last few years during COVID, I stopped talking about work-life balance and I started talking about work-life integration because mm. it really mm -hmm. is, there is no perfect recipe. You can't have that cut and dried lifestyle you had when you went to the office and went home it, for most people, it's never going to be quite the same. You have kids coming in, dogs, the UPS man's pounding on the door in the middle of your broadcast. Like something is always happening. So instead of that, like that stressing you out and making you just completely distracted and anxious, how do you give yourself permission to, I'm not going to worry about staying up in the morning. I'm going to move something off my calendar tomorrow. I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to quit work early. I'm going to, I love the theory of drag and drop. I loved it when our calendars evolved to that. And I think that is a really good um, metaphor for how we live our lives. <laughs> Powerful stuff. Yeah, um, I love what you're sharing here because I think what's really also important is there are some recommended things that we're supposed to do, like get the eight hours of sleep or the water <laughs> that we're supposed to drink. That doesn't mean it has to be every person, every time, every case. It has to be what works for us. And if you are getting five hours of sleep and you're walking around like a zombie, then you might say, hey, I probably could use some more sleep. But if you're if you're able to function at a high level, why not? Absolutely. I, I mean, I have a, a, a professional friend of mine that collaborates with me on several things and, and he really only requires about three hours of sleep and it blows my mind and I wouldn't recommend it to anyone else, but he's very healthy. He's very aware of his body and, you know, that happens to work for him. I think that's highly unusual, but Hey, you know, if that's, what's working, then embrace what's working. I think I, I wish I could come up with this exact, it's not a quote, but someone shared some statistic with me recently, which was, um, you know, someone did this kind of uh, comical study. If we did everything we were supposed to do in a day, every day would take 27 days or like a month. <laughs> it's like, oh, I should meditate for 45 minutes. Oh, okay. I should drink this much water. I should sleep for eight hours. I should stretch for an hour, but I should also do cardio for an hour and I should also do weights for an hour. And so pretty soon you're like, okay, so drop the shoulds and start just a job adjusting the dial start using your instinct your inner genius use the meta mindset that's what it's all about is becoming more instinctual instead of using formulas that are tired and have been in you know our work in discussion for the last 50 years <clears throat> okay Great. so you got me let's say for example and my life is totally out of balance i'm happy to share <laughs> that. is Anybody this true Al? is it true statement it's, are you kidding me? It's like a, a, my life is like, remember the plate spinners on the Ed Sullivan show? I don't know if you remember that act. It's a guy who would have like 30 sticks on a table and there'd be a spinning plate at the top of each stick. His job would be to go around from stick to stick and keep the plate spinning. I'm a plate spinner. That's what I do. And then you, as he's getting one spun up, you'd see another one down here wobbling and you'd want to call him and tell him, hey, you got one. It's funny. It's a funny act. A little tedious, very familiar to me because I live like that. So you and I are going to sit down and we're going to talk about how I can change my mindset. I'm going to adopt the principles of the mega mindset. You're going to sit down with me and you're going to tell me, okay, Al, what's, what's your first step? What's the first thing Al needs to do to stop caring about those plates? What are the areas in your life that work really well? What works for you, really? Stop trying to 
you know, this is one people hate to hear. Stop trying to do everything they've told us to do on social media in order to get a following, get more viewers and all of that. Does it mean you shouldn't? No. But what it means is you might have a shortcut to that. Mm-hmm. You might be able to become more efficient at your plate spinning. So you can still spin plates because you're really good at spinning plates. But what if you could get rid of like 10 of those and spend more time with your family or your kids or your grandkids or on vacation or you can still work. But what if you could become more intentional and more instinctual about it instead of we have this great issue in this country, especially where we take pride in being outrageously busy. It's like a thing. People are like, oh, I can't call you. I'm so busy. I'd love to talk to you, but I'm just so busy. And it's like, it's this, it's this badge of honor that people wear. And it's not necessarily ideal. Now, I like being busy too. But yeah, so if we were sitting down, I would say, okay, so let's let's talk about the things that you do really, really well. And let's talk about the things that what what can you handle? What can you do more instinctually? What can you simplify? What can you outsource? What can you um what is your real vision here? Because those of us who like to work and we like doing a lot of different things, unless our vision is really simple and really clear, we're going to have fun spinning the 50 plates. But at some point we're going to burn out or die young or break down, you know, so what is the vision and go check on those plates. Do the ones that y'all have spinning, are those the ones that are supporting that vision that you really Mm -hmm. want? Like in the end of your life, this is what I accomplished. This was the impact I made on the world. Or are there some things that could be adjusted? Micro adjustments. Again, I'm not going to like take your plates away. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, actually, then it's kind of a question for both of you. And, and that is when you ask a question, when you when you get somebody started on a journey like this, a typical person, not somebody who's already read up on the subject, but somebody who just says, I feel like my life is out of control and I need help. Your first question really is a question about them and what they consider to be important in their lives. Uh, How hard is it for them to answer that? How easy? I mean, what what do I have before I can even answer the question? What is it I need to fix in me? I'll turn that one over to Dr. Jacqueline. Well, I'm thinking to myself, what would your life look like if you weren't spinning all those pleats? And are people pretty good at visualizing that? I mean, if you ask them to think about that, do they... I mean, it's the beginning of a conversation, not the end of it, right? And this is something you have to talk through with an expert like like you. Uh, In my I, I experience, just... the answer is no. Hmm. Again, because people aren't present, because they can't stop in this moment, like Jacqueline was talking about earlier, and be like really present hmm. in the moment. You know, like they they grew up in an environment in a household where they were expected to become a certain profession, and they've gone through the whole you know set of achievements. And literally in their conscious mind, everything that really matters is how much money they make. And if they're excelling in this profession, you know, you know, let's, you know, it's a tech engineer or something that, or a doctor or a lawyer, whatever those, you know, proverbial professions are, are they excelling in that? Are they meeting their, their family standards in some cases? And they haven't really examined. Many of people have not really examined, like, what do I really want? What's my vision for my life? What? when I'm done here, like what's the impact I want to have made on the world as opposed to just what's my bottom line is the bottom line relevant. Absolutely. Hmm. But you know, when you think about five years ahead, 10 years ahead, a lot of people don't even like doing that. And you know, Jack, but I'm sure you work with people on, you know, vision and mission and purpose all the time, but they're kind of like, Oh, 
well, you know, because we are more comfortable kind of blindly going along, you know, the horse with the little visors on, right? Blindly going along and just kind of taking things as they come instead of living with intention. And living mm -hmm. with intention um, helps prevent and reduce anxiety, helps prevent and reduce um, depression, helps prevent and reduce diseases because we get more centered and grounded and intentional. And in, by being intentional, we're able to become more present. At least that's my experience. It's a, yeah. it's a great story. I mean, it's a great, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Really <laughs> it does. I, I know I make it sound like I'm having difficulty with it. I have a little bit of difficulty with it. I, I have a cousin who recently invited me out to dinner and um, he's known for taking selfies. Uh, he loves to take pictures of himself and his food. He just does. You know, I, I don't even talk to him about it anymore. But we went to this restaurant that he usually goes to and we ordered and we were talking. And for some reason, he forgot to take a picture of his food. And the waiter even came over to him and asked, is there something wrong? Because you haven't taken a picture of your food yet. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So at that moment, I felt like he was actually present in a conversation with me because I guess whatever it was we were talking about mm -hmm. engaged him so much, he forgot to mindlessly take a picture of his food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm thinking he'd be living a much richer, more more rewarding life if he spent more time doing things like that and less mm -hmm. time just showing everybody what he's eating. Which <laughs> to me is, but, there, but there's so many, I mean, there's so many weird little micro behaviors out there that indicate mm -hmm. they're not in the moment at all that everybody can just stop and take a look at and inspect a little bit and, and, and think, am I living for me? Or am mm -hmm. I living for this public relations machine I'm feeding? Mm -hmm. And uh, what's the balance? Yeah. You know? Because that's his plate spinning, right? <laughs> it, it's pretty much. <laughs> it's his. And I'm married to one of those on the social media. Like, I don't know. He has like half a billion views on Google Maps or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I relate very keenly to this conversation. I don't even touch my food until the picture's been taken. I'm Smart just move. Smart move. <laughs> I'm like, Did, are you done? Can, can I eat now? <laughs> but, you know what this all this all comes down to? I think it's something that's near and dear to me is the power of listening. We're not present to even listen to one another. First of all, we don't listen to our own intuition and we don't listen to each other. We're thinking in our minds what we're going to say as soon as the other person starts talking or we're judging them or we've got a solution for them. And I think if people just decided to be present and just be curious about what somebody else has to mm. say, there would be a lot more joy. Mm -hmm. I love that. Just being curious. And, you know, um, that's a big part of, of my lifestyle. And I, I decided not to have kids. So I get to just keep being a kid. That's what I keep telling everyone anyway. Um, but like coming to life with that sense of curiosity and awe and, you know, that ability to be curious and, and what about imagination? You know, it takes some diligence and some creativity to spin the plates, right? I'm going to use that metaphor forever now. But, sure. <laughs> but what about imagination? Like imagination to me is one of those things as a child or, you know, that brings us incredible joy. And imagination is tied very closely to creativity. And creativity mm -hmm. is close, tied so closely to our emotional wellness. You know, when I work with clients who, you know, either in their own business or in the corporate space and they're like, 
oh yeah, you know, I used to do, I used to build, build model sailboats. I used to do woodworking or, you know, I used to love, um, you know, gardening, but gosh, I've got three kids. I'm married. I've got a mortgage. I have a full-time job. Like, you know, clearly I don't have time for that. And then it's like, okay, but what about, if nothing else, your efficiency again, what mm -hmm. about bringing more joy into your life? Because you can just drudgerly go through, I don't think that's the word drudgerly, but anyway, drudgingly go through, <laughs> you can drudgingly go through all of the, the, the steps in the proverbial hamster wheel. But what if you could just really enjoy your life more? What if you just naturally stood up straighter because you did something really fun last night, like you did that woodworking or, you know, you started a garden or, you know, it's like breathing. We forget how closely we are bound to nature. <laughs> um, like what, creativity is a huge part of nature. So is being in nature. It's a whole chapter in the book about nature. But like we, we often were like, we think we look out at nature, but we are nature. Nature is walking mm -hmm. in our shoes, breathing in our body. Like what were we, what are we created to do well? Um, what are those things that are healthy that increase our mental, emotional and professional wellness and taking care again of these instruments will make us better at the other things we do. So <laughs> it kind of comes full circle, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. And, and I just wanted to also encourage people to think about making a change. For example, when I left corporate, uh, I had no creative skills whatsoever. I mean, I would look around the, the conference room. I'd be like, oh, so, so zero when it comes to creativity. Now I have creative ideas all the time. I'm waking up in the middle of the night, writing things down. And so it's because I changed what I was doing. I changed my life. I changed. So don't be afraid. Take the opportunity. You don't know what else is going to be out there or what's going to come out of you, how joy is going to manifest itself and show up in your life by you making a change, right? So Absolutely. True. So true. Yeah. So that's a wrap for today for our show. Thank you so much for being here, Anne. And I'm going to spotlight you. Who do you want to contact you and how should they do it? Sure. Thank you. Yes. So if you're interested in learning more about the Meta Mindset, I have a free event next week. Um, you can go straight to that event page, which is metamindset.com. I'm sorry. It's metamindset.com. I just gave you the wrong one. <laughs> now, now I'm going to have to give you the, it's, um, uh, I have it right here. So do not go away. Metamindsetchallenge.com. Okay. Uh, Yay. So thank you guys for all going there. Metamindsetchallenge.com. Uh, and if you're more interested, if you're interested in that, check that out, or you can check out more about me on my website and the work I'm doing around um, global impact, uh, emotional wellness, meta mindset. Uh, reach out, shout out, um, let me know if there's something you're working on. I love meeting and talking to any and all of you. So you can reach out to me. My website, my email address is right there on the site. And uh, let me know what you'd like to start working on, um, either individually or in a group. Let's have fun. All right. Thank you so much for being here. And I love what you're wearing, by the way. I love that oh, red color. It's very thank festive, you. very nice. Yeah. Yes. And of course, perfect. go purchase Anne's books. Go over to Amazon.com. Yep. Is the easiest place probably for Live for Joy. Great holiday gift, by the way, just because it's so beautiful. No one will complain about receiving it, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you'll have some joyful conversations. <laughs> Well, thank you. And keep spreading the joy and come back and see us again. I sure will. Thanks, Al. Thanks, Dr. Thank, thank you. Thank you. It was such a pleasure meeting you. Take care. Bye, Bye. for now.
Well, I'm feeling quite joyous. How about you? Well, yeah, I'm really glad we had this conversation. And I'm also happy to report that a lot of people in the business world are more receptive to explorations like the one Anne is suggesting and uh, more realizing that mindset has more to do with performance than we all might have thought. So um, the world is shifting. I think people are becoming more aware of the need to, 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 to think this way. And uh, that's encouraging. Also, a little bit of advice for everybody. If you're going to spin plates, don't spin the good plates. <laughs> I love it, Al. What's the best way for people to place. reach you? <laughs> easiest, place, easiest place to get me is uh, al.cini, A-L.C-I-N-I, at getbcat.com. And our phone number for Profit, uh, Profit for Teams, is 212-480-3730. Thank you, Doc. Thank you so much, Al. It's great seeing you. Real pleasure. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye-bye. And thanks to each and every one of you. Our next show is coming up. It's our men's show. That's right. It's hosted and moderated by Roland Friedel, who is currently living out of his motorhome, traveling all through Europe and bringing us incredible people that he meets from the road. But this show today, we have a panel of six men, and they are from different parts of the world, and they get real authentic, and they're uncut in sharing their feelings. Apparently, according to them and to other people I've heard spoken to, men don't feel comfortable sharing their feelings and the situations that they have in their life. So this show is celebrating that. I do have a couple of just very quick announcements to make. So if you're not aware, my new book that I co-authored with Mariska Dupree is coming out, is on the 14th of December next week. Yay! And the title is The Amazing Amazing Adventures of Lady Ella, the Listening Mentor. So I teach people how to listen at an elevated level. Each of the people you see here, Caroline, Debbie, et cetera, are elevated listeners. They have taken my course and gotten certified, and they're represented by animals in the book. For example, Caroline is the white owl. Debbie is my sister. She's the cow. And I am the ladybug, and this is dedicated to my great niece, Ella. And together, we teach elevated listening skills to children and to their parents. So you can actually go over to Amazon and pick up the ebook, place an order, or you can wait for the hardback and paperback, which will be on the 14th, which is when we're doing our show. So thank you so much. Also, congratulations and welcome to our newest team members, Maria Rusova, joining us from London. And also Maria Eduardo, she's joining us from St. Martin. They are both certified elevated listeners and on our team. That's a wrap for right now. We'll be right back. I'll be backstage producing, but do join the men for Wild at Heart.